Hello, my friends, and once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to EEMP, Emotional Empowerment Movement Podcast with yours truly, your friend, your pal, EP, Eric Pascal. Did you get it? Got it? You getting this? We're getting somewhere? I hope we're getting somewhere. I, I, feel, I feel like... I, I feel like it's starting to kind of shape where you and I are getting on the same page. It takes a bit, you know, it takes a bit. Any of that first, you know, love at first sight stuff, look, it can happen, but it still has to be proven. It still has to be proven. There, There is still a process for every bit of learning, connection, affection, any any anything worth really holding on to anything that's going to last a long time has to be rooted in trust and that trust has to be earned and you earn it with time and you earn it through logic and reason not feelings we're talking about that right now folks this is another q and a to answer some of your questions. And one of the biggest questions is about the feeling of a love. Like, how can I, how can I fall out of love with somebody? And there's another question that's very similar, which is, how is it that I can love someone and not want to be with them? Um, I'm going to be honest and tell you that I'm not going to tell you the full truth of this right now because we're not ready for it yet. We have to learn some more about this philosophy before I can give you the real, full, the full. I shouldn't say the real, but the full answer. Let's stick to the mind-intellect part of this. Love is, when you think of love as a feeling, if you think love is a feeling, then you can absolutely love someone today and not love them tomorrow. And most of us believe love to be a feeling. And I don't want to go, oh, no, no, I think it's an action. No, it's not an action either. Don't even start with that crap. Let's just stick. Let's not talk about what we don't know. Let's talk about what we think we know for a moment. And most of us think love is a feeling. It's a feeling. I, I love my friend. I love my dog. I love. It's, it's, it's this feeling. And everybody is really honed in to what that feels like. We know what love, quote unquote, feels like. But if love is just a feeling, then you have to understand love like any other feelings come and go. They come and go. Feelings come and go. They pass away. They pass away. Once in Persia reigned a king who upon his signet ring, held a maxim true and wise that when he held before his eyes, gave him counsel at a glance, fit for every change and chance. Solemn words and these are they, even this shall pass away. All feelings, in fact, all things in this world pass away. By the way, I'm not reading a teleprompter. That was impressive. I can't even remember where I put my socks most of the time. So this is, this is important. However, if you love someone, you have that feeling of love, and you use your intellect 
to assess someone properly and you see this person is quote unquote a quality person, you see the whole of a person, all of their assets, all of their deficits, you use your intellect to assess and understand yourself, all of your assets and all of your deficits. Then by using your intellect, you can keep that feeling of love directed towards that person. Otherwise, your mind will bounce away from that person at any time. Or the love you feel will continue to get so powerful that you'll form an attachment. And then anything that happens to that person will drive you insane. You will need and want that person to be a particular way because if they're not, they will not be feeding you what you want from that attachment. And I can get further into this and believe me, I will, but it's a common question and I just wanted to put out that if love is a feeling, you've asked it from your mind, how do you stay in love? How do you not fall out of love? You've got to use an intellect because every other feeling you have comes and go, pain, pleasure, sadness, excitement, it comes and goes. So if you want that feeling to stay put, you need something to govern it and put some borders around it, some guardrails, that is your intellect. Let's talk about your next question. And it's okay, by the way, I should have said this in our first Q&A. It's very interesting, it's very interesting. Human beings are the only creature to ask questions and the only creature that can ask questions in which we can't understand the answers, right? So we can ask a question, you can ask a question, but you may not be prepared, meaning that you do not have the wherewithal, your intellect isn't developed enough, you do not have enough information, you don't understand the big picture to actually understand the answer that someone gives. Like for instance, I can ask someone to explain rocket science and they can start explaining and I can tell you in two seconds, I'm gonna space out. I, I do not have, my intellect isn't strong enough to steer my mind that just absolutely does not wanna hear about any of that. It just steers me right out. So not only can't I handle it because my mind doesn't like it, but intellectually speaking, I don't know enough about it to start to relate to even the most basic things for the most part. I asked somebody the other day how my cable system worked and the guy started talking. I had no idea, no idea, nothing made any sense. So you have the capacity to ask, but right now you may not have the capacity to actually hear the answer, which is why I always don't give it all of uh, excuse me, that why I don't give it all to you right now. I wait until we've spoken about enough of this philosophy where you have a basic understanding that I can start to explain the answer to you in a logical way in which I can point to the philosophy and say we learned X, Y, and Z, and then this is the answer. I hope that makes sense, and it's the most responsible thing any teacher can do for you when asking a question. So, how does empathy play a role? How does empathy play a role when you're developing your intellect? Like, sh should I still have empathy? How does that work? It, it works the way that we've been explaining. Of course, to not empathize with a fellow being 
is not human, but to get taken by that empathy and start feeling sorry for people, pity, that could create problems for you and those other people. We absolutely empathize. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, there's there's everything is right with it. Empathy is a is a human it's a quality in a human. It's a feeling that is is wonderful as long as you don't get overwhelmed. And this is there's a lot of us that are set up especially if you're a giver. If you're a giver, this one's going to this one's going to sting. We're the kind of people where we want to help we want to fix, we want to give, except we don't do it using our intellect. So we help when we have, when someone doesn't want help. We give when we don't have what we're giving to give. So we give without being able to have enough of it ourselves. And we don't analyze if it's in the right place in the right time. So our giving, instead of being pure and uplifting to us and others, sometimes can create depletion within us, resentment in others, all kinds of forms of miscommunications. It can be really off. And a lot of it starts with just seeing, right? Someone's hurting. That's empathy. I see, I feel that this person's hurting. With an intellect, you will ask the right questions. You will make the right analysis, proper assessments, and then you will take the correct action. If it's just your mind that's empathizing, you can get yourself in a ton of trouble helping. I, I can tell you firsthand, firsthand, I nearly bankrupted my business because I had such empathy for people. I gave everything away we had to give. Took people across the world. Hey, come with us to Costa Rica. Hey, come with us to Mexico. Come with us to Belize. Hey, take free classes. You don't have to pay. It's okay. All because I know you're hurting and I know you need help. And I want to help because I'm the helping guy. Except I didn't have the money to cover any of that. So I couldn't cover my rent. I couldn't pay my own bills. I couldn't take care of my kids. That happens often to many of us. So that is the importance of using your intellect. And again and again, the intellect is your equipment that helps you make choices from a place of logic and reason. And it helps you direct your feelings from converting the negative ones into positive and channeling the positive ones so you don't get caught up and lost in them. It has nothing to do with robbing you of feeling. Nothing at all. So take that with you again and again. Re-listen to this podcast. Take some notes. Think about this stuff. Do your own analysis and don't do it from a place of your likes and dislikes, your beliefs or disbeliefs. Try to set them aside and then you'll be developing your intellect. And it might be developed so much so that you say you never want to listen to me again. That's fine. This isn't about convincing you of anything. This is about helping you think. Take it easy. From all of us to all of you. Hoo. This is EP once again from EEM. Bidding you adieu.